We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. to the Rotowire DFS podcast brought to you by FanDuel.com, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined as always by Benny Ricciardi as we break down the Friday NBA DFS slate. You can always find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and over at RotoCurve, Rotowire, and as a featured writer on the DraftKings playbook. And you can also follow me on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. The Rotowire DFS podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher, live streaming right now, this second here, on Google Hangouts and available on the official YouTube channel at Rotowire. Uh, thanks for subscribing and checking that out. We definitely appreciate that. If you haven't, but you are watching uh, as we speak here on YouTube, please press that red little subscribe button. We definitely appreciate that. Uh, we've been uh, lucky enough to add subscribers with each and every show. Uh, I have been checking, uh, checking in with that and uh, uh, been very helpful and awesome. So we definitely appreciate that. Uh, Benicio. Welcome to another eight games in the NBA for Friday. Yeah, uh, pretty decent sized slate, you know, right in the wheelhouse, six to ten that I like. So um, definitely looking forward to this one. Yeah, let's go ahead and do what we do and talk about what you want to do 
for Friday at the point guard position? I think I'm going to wind up spending up on at least one point guard here on Friday because there are a couple guys at the top end that I like. You got Chris Paul, who's been playing, you know, basically lights out lately. He's been he's been really, really good picking up the slack without Blake Griffin and, you know, with them needing him to score and, and rack up the assist, playing big minutes, putting up big numbers, and he gets a matchup with Sacramento. So you got to expect a ton of points, probably like a two, you know, 218 to 220 total when this one finally comes out, maybe even more. Um, so you got to think that he's going to be somebody that can put up some big numbers. You also have John Wall going up against Philly. Um, again, we know that Philly's pretty bad. I like Chris Paul a little more, mostly because of, you know, basically what we saw happen last night. I mean, Philly is susceptible to getting blown out. And when they do get blown out, some guys tend to get less minutes. And if you're paying up for somebody, you really can't afford to have them get less minutes. Um, so I think Paul is probably my number one over, over John Wall. Um, I also like Kyle Lowry, though. Uh, I think that game's going to stay close between Toronto and Cleveland. We know Kyrie Irving is not a very good defensive player. Uh, Kyle Lowry's been putting up some pretty big numbers. He's been, you know, him and DeMar DeRozan have basically been carrying the offense for that Toronto team. So I think that he's a decent option as well to save a couple bucks. But my top option up top is probably still Chris Paul. And then um, coming down from there, the only guy that I'm really looking at in the cheap range um, our boy Jordan Clarkson lately. I don't know if you've been watching, but uh, five of the yeah, like four of, of the last five or five of the last six games, he's been putting up like six x value for you. Um, again, he had another big game yesterday. You know, the guy can play. You know, the biggest problem has always been him getting the minutes and getting the usage. Because with Kobe out there, he hasn't always seen the shots. But if I needed to save, um, you know, some money at the point guard spot, I'm not going down to guys like Aaron Brooks, who's just. You know, even even if Derrick Rose is hurt, doesn't make value. You know, for me, Clarkson's probably about the lowest that I'd go down there. Um, and I just like the upside that he gives me more than, you know, like the Darren Williams and the Mike Conleys and the Ish Smith is who I have to pay a little bit more for. So for me, you go up top to Chris Paul and then come down to Jordan Clarkson. And, uh, you know, I think you got a, a really solid duo with those two L.A. guys. Yeah, I loved what Jordan Clarkson's been uh, doing on, on the um... – uh, offensive end. Now we've always said this for for some time that Jordan Clarkson is the most talented player on the LA Lakers. We just need Kobe Bryant to just go somewhere besides, you know, into the lineup and taking away twenty shots from the rest of the team. And you know, those shots are in part coming from Jordan Clarkson, but he's sort of uh, stepped his stepped up his production. And I think he's finally gotten himself into a pretty good spot here overall. Um, what I am going to be to look to do here is do what I've been doing and and talking about. I'm. Um, you know how we need two point guards on Fandle, all right? And you know you you definitely can um, make some hay with uh, you know Chris Paul, like you mentioned there. Kyle Lowry is in a, in, a, in, a, in a good spot. But um, what I want to do here is take a look at uh, Darren Collison once again. So you 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 decided that you want to go with Chris Paul, or or maybe you're going with Wall, whatever you want to do up top. And the and I'm pairing him with Darren Collison as my number two guy. Now take a look at this uh, price tag payoff here. Um, over the over the past, uh, let's say since since uh, February third, uh, February third we got five point four x six point nine five point seven little hiccup against Cleveland three point five then back on track six point six five 
uh, 4.2, which is a little bit surprising, but still got the minutes, played 32 minutes. And then um, San Antonio Spurs, you were a little bit concerned about him making value there, still plays 31 minutes and produces 5.5x. So super, super consistent for cash games. And like you lock and load him as your number two point guard. Like we said, getting a ton of minutes um, at the two to, fin- to finish games uh, in place of Ben McLemore. So he is an absolute cash game uh, beast right now. And in that same vein, um, you know, if, if for some reason you really want to feel better about the matchup that you're attacking, you want to attack Denver, I'm okay with Darren Williams as well. You mentioned him. He is more $1,000 more than, um, you know, Darren Carlson. So you have that going against you. Um, but, you know, Emmanuel Mude defense is something you always welcome uh, for sure. And he's probable for this game right now. So um, I, th- I think you probably have a good chance to beat the, you know, 25 to 30 fancy points that he's been sitting around in that range. And if he gets up, you know, uh, above, uh, you know, 35 plus, and he's actually hit 40 in two of the past five. So there's a little bit of that upside there because uh, 40 fancy points is good for almost seven uh, X or like 6.8 X at a six K price tag. So um, maybe a little bit more upside for sure than, than Darren Williams provides. So I'll, I'm keeping him in the radar and I'm drawing the line just below Jordan Clarkson at Darren Williams. Are, are you okay with that? Knowing what I just explained? Yeah, I mean, Darren Williams has been pretty solid lately, so he's another guy that I'm looking at. Um, Like I said, I like the upside a little more for Clarkson, but I actually used Darren Williams and Clarkson on a lineup last night that wound up cashing for me, so they're they're both on my good side right now. No complaints from either one. All right, fair enough. Um, So uh, without further ado, we'll go ahead and flip the page to the shooting guard position here for Friday and talk about uh, what you're going to be doing uh, up top because it's actually – you know, for the amount of games that are here, I'm not overly impressed with what's available. Yeah, I, to be honest with you, I don't really love the top end all that much. Um, the one guy who kind of stands out to me a little bit is Victor Oladipo. Uh, he's been playing much better since, um, you know, since the Tobias Harris trade, seeing a lot more minutes, more consistent minutes. He's, you know, he doesn't really do a ton in any one category, but he gives you a solid performance almost in every category. You know, he'll score 12 to 18 points. He'll get you five to seven rebounds. He'll get you four to six assists. Um, You know, he gets a couple steals and blocks. He is a very good defensive player. Uh, So he's probably the guy that I'd be looking at if I was going to spend up. But I think there are a bunch of options in like that 45 to 5,500 range that I really like. Um, His teammate, Evan Fournier, has been playing, you know, 30 plus minutes since that trade as well putting up some pretty good scores. Uh, he's right around like 5K, has been giving you close to 30 fantasy points a game. So I'm definitely going to have some shares of Fournier. Uh, you got J.J. Redick, who's actually below 5K. Um, he's pretty solid for 25 to 30 fantasy points. He had 30 his last game, 25 the game before. You know, he's very scoring dependent, but the guy can score, and they need him to score. And he's playing Sacramento where, you know, we have know two guards have basically had a field day against Sacramento all season long. So – I think Reddit can be one of those guys that get you, uh, you know, a solid 5X floor with, you know, 7 or 8X upside. I mean, you know, he could have a 23, 24-point game here, hit a bunch of threes, grab a couple rebounds and assists, and, you know, give you a 30-plus point fantasy performance for more than 6X. Um, and then depending on the Derrick Rose situation, you know, with Derrick Rose out last game, people were talking about Aaron Brooks, like, Aaron Brooks is not the guy who gets a bump, in my opinion. I think the guy who gets the biggest bump if Derrick Rose is out again is going to be Etwan Moore, um, who already has a bump without Jimmy Butler. But yesterday he played the point guard spot as well. So 
He's like 4,500, I think he was last game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, his last game, he was 4,500 over on FanDuel. Now, he only gets you like 25 to 30 fantasy points. So I'm not expecting him to come and go monster 35, 40 fantasy points, 9x, 10x upside. Um, But if he's 4,500, I think he can get me 25 to 30 and give me a 6x upside, which I'd be perfectly happy with, um, you know, if I'm looking for a salary saver at the shooting guard position. Okay, uh, that, that for me makes total sense. I can get on board with that. Uh, so, you know, for me, I think that uh, this is a spot where I'm going to do what we we talked about, which was which was sort of concerning for us um, last time, and and to say, hey, all right, J- uh, Jamal Crawford had that one little hiccup, you know, the same sort of situation that you talked about with JJ Redick, and you know having the potential offensive upside from uh, and just use Sacramento as the official cheat code. Okay. And, and get back in there and say, Hey, this is the one team that cannot definitely cannot defend the, the, the two. And I successfully used um, Danny green because of that. Uh, and then that was my first time playing Danny green all season. I knew he was playing Sacramento. I knew Sacramento was going to leave him wide open. And that was good for uh, 30 plus fantasy points um, in that spot. So in that same situation there, Jamal Crawford, Back in back in the mix there, I will go back to the well because we know it is Sacramento and they have a very tough time uh, defending that position. So I'm 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 good there. I think I can sort of um, you know say hey that's that's my spot and uh, you know it's going to be a cheap option, but I feel pretty good about it. And then Evan Fournier, uh, I know you and I have talked about this earlier on in the week. Another 21 fancy points, four assists, three rebounds, playing out of position. Um, uh, for uh, for the most part, as the three, uh, which is good because you know some people may be concerned that Victor Oladipo is the uh, player that sort of you know w- is actually the two, and so why would you play them together? together? Well, because they're playing different positions and they're playing on the court at the same time. So you can take Victor Oladipo, who's in a good spot at sixty eight hundred and has been meeting fan- uh, fancy values, paid off fi- a range of five point two to seven point one x, or you can take Evan Fournier for a little bit cheaper there as well popped up with, you know, 33 fancy points and similar line to Oladipo against Philadelphia and it's 5,400 as of, as of uh, yesterday's pricing uh, or, or the 23rd uh, pricing uh, on FanDuel. So uh, that's where I'm going to sort of draw my line in the sand with, with those options. Anybody else you want to stump for before we move forward? Nope, not really. That's, um like I said, I, I think shooting guard's a position where you're going to want to save some money. Or you're kind of almost forced to save some money. I mean, the only guy you can really pay up for is the Rosen against Cleveland, which isn't really, like, a great match. It's not a horrible matchup, but it's not really a great matchup either. Um, and I just don't see myself going up to him because we have some viable options in that, you know, that that 7K and below range. You know, guys like, that we mentioned, Oladipo, Fournier, um, you know, guys like that I think are, are you know, yeah, Etuan Moore. You know, like, these guys are very easy to throw in there. And, um, you know, allow you to save money to spend up. Like, I'd rather take two point guards than, you know, two of the top point guards and save at shooting guard than go up and get at the rows in here. So, for me, it's going to be a position I save at on uh, Friday. Yeah, I think I'm with you 100%. The value options are are putting right in that 30-point range. Uh, so, why, you know, spend an extra $50,000 plus to get 30 fancy points, uh, you know, from uh, from the same floor? Or you know, in a, in a similar matchup, um, but we're going to move on to the small forward position. But before we do that, I want to let all the beloved pod listeners know: Hey, have you subscribed to RotoWire.com yet? If you're not, 
make sure you join him now. It's a free 10-day trial, rotowire.com slash pod. Take advantage of it. We've got eight different lineup optimizers for all the major sports, MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL, college football, soccer, golf, customizable, customizable league projections. You want to use some of the numbers and all the information, the lineup optimizers that we use for this very show. You can take advantage of it right now. Free 10-day trial, rotowire.com slash pod. Let them know Josh and Benny sent you. All right, let's go ahead and talk about what you're doing out there on the wing and your top plays at small forward position here for Friday. Yeah, um, while I was doing my research this morning, here's here's basically the way that I broke it down. I'm going to kind of give you guys a little bit of my thought process of, of what I was looking at. Um, up at the top end, you got three guys who are likely to outscore everybody else at the position today. So those three are going to be LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, and Paul George. You know, those are the three that are a, a, a inch or a notch above everybody else at the small forward position. So you look at LeBron going up against Toronto. Toronto's a really good defensive team. They tend to play a little bit of a slower pace. So it's probably not the best spot to look for huge upside out of him. Um, Could he still get you value in, you know, if you're using him in in cash? Yeah, I think he probably can. Um, But I don't expect or or think that he has an upside game in him um, against this Toronto team. So then you basically look at Paul George and Carmelo Anthony who are going up against each other. And Paul George, you have, um, you know, the two of these guys just played a couple days ago, which is what I was looking at. And somebody actually sent me the question, you know, one of our listeners actually sent me the question on, uh, you know, Twitter, hey, would you rather play Carmelo or Paul George last night? And the way I broke it down for him is the two of them are, you know, they play the same position. They're probably going to match up with each other a little bit. And, they're about the same price. So if you're asking which of the two I would play, Paul George is known as a pretty good defensive player. So the matchup is not great for Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony is not known as a very good defensive player. So it's at least a neutral, if not a plus kind of matchup for Paul George. So when you're looking at which guys you want to pay up for here on Friday, you know, of those three between George, Anthony, and James, I think taking the discount from James and going down to Paul George is probably the way to do it. Because I have George ahead of Anthony. You know, George had like 42 the other night in their matchup. Anthony had 27 fantasy points. So, you know, it kind of worked out along the lines that I thought it would with, you know, George being the better defensive player and it being a tougher matchup, you know, for him on the offensive end than it was for Paul George. So if I'm paying up here, I think Paul George is the guy, you know, that I want. And then now when you move down, you get into like that mid-range and you have the same question that you're asking yourself at guys like, Chandler Parsons and Matt Barnes and Otto Porter, Covington, you know, even um, even Wes Johnson, who's another guy that I like as well. You know, my problem with Wes Johnson, he's playing Sacramento. He's 4,500, and he's been returning, you know, around 5, 6x value for you over the last couple of games. My problem is you can also get Matt Barnes against the Lakers for 4,700. So I like both of those guys, but when I'm comparing the two, I think Matt Barnes with all the, you know, banged up guys like Tony Allen and the fact that they just shipped Jeff Green out and, you know, they're they're a little bit a little bit uh, you know, undermanned right now for for both forwards and the wing players. Um I think that Matt Barnes is probably the guy that I'd rather go down to the bottom and take over a guy like Wes Johnson at, you know, Barnes is 47, Johnson's 45 over on FanDuel. So for me it's Paul George up top and then Matt Barnes at the bottom. And that's probably the combo that I'm going to be rolling out in both cash and GPPs. 
All right. Um, I'm fine with that, uh, personally. I, I think there's a couple other different things that we can take a look at, and uh, uh, to sort of I want to get exposure to. I haven't really played LeBron too much because he's I've I've always anchored stuff at point guard, sometimes shooting guard with James Harden, and oftentimes at the at the center position uh, with Demarcus Cousins. And neither of those are real options today. Uh, so, but LeBron James against you know the empty set that is the um, uh, Toronto Raptors. And uh, their small forward position, I just think, is in an, an amazing spot for today. So uh, and you take a look at the price tag path, too. It's really just a cash play because LeBron has been hovering around 10K, dropped down to 9,900, and has been in the 40 to 50 point range, which is, you know, he hasn't exploded for like a triple-double, even though he did have a triple-double against Sacramento uh, for, for, for 50 fancy points on February 8th. But, you know, this is as good of a spot it's going to get. So if you felt like you saved enough at the, at the, at the point guard position, you fit, followed our footsteps here and went cheap at at, at, uh, at shooting guard, you can actually use LeBron James and balance him with somebody that is one of my favorite players right now, which is uh, Dougie McBuckets. Right, McDermott has been making it rain uh, right now, uh, with about 21 to 30 minutes of action. Take a look at the price tag payoffs over the past, uh, uh, let's see here, it's one, two, three, six games. All right, so going back to February 8th, we've got 5X, 6X. Then the ugly game against Cleveland, throw that out. All right, uh, it's just, you know, seven fancy points. Then he pops up with his, maybe probably his best game of the season, 36 fancy points on FanDuel, good for 10X. We're talking about a $3,600 price tag at the time. It's bumped up only $200 since then, and he produces 4.2 and 5.7X. So if you if you feel like it's a little bit shaky and, um, you know, deserving of GPP consideration rather than, Cash, fine for me. I think against Atlanta, and um, if they do what I think they're going to do, which is match him up against Kyle Korver, because those two of the guys are going to have the similar skill sets, then you're in a great, great spot uh, overall with that. So I love Doug McDermott, at least for tournaments. I think you can even make a case uh, for Cash if you have enough trust. And I, I, I think that uh, the way he's been playing at, over the past three games, I think that's fine. You know, I, I think the floor is safe enough that you don't get absolutely burned. Um, if you roll him in cash, but definitely has deserves GPP consideration in my mind. And then the last guy I, I wanted to talk about here too is uh, Chandler Parsons getting matched up against Danilo Gallinari. There, you know, uh, we, we've seen that Chandler Parsons has been a little bit uneven in terms of production. You know, they didn't need him to play big minutes against Philadelphia. That was a blowout. OKC was a bad matchup. But then before that, you know, he popped up for 40 fancy points in two of the past three against Memphis and Orlando, both of those on the road. So I think that if you, at least for GPPs, if you want to get back into the exposure area for some something that may, might be a little bit off the board because he's not super cheap and he's not up top in terms of price, I'm fine with Parsons against Gallo uh, for Friday action, at least in some tournaments. Uh, anybody else that you love at the three before we move on to the four? No, that's it. Like I said, it's um for me, it's going to be pretty easy. I like Paul George a lot. And then, you know, I'm probably going to go down to one of the two salary savers. And for me, it's Barnes ahead of Wes Johnson. Um, although Johnson's matchup, I mean, they both have a good matchup. It's the Lakers and Sacramento. So it's like, you know, Christmas. I mean, he, he, yeah, oh. it's Christmas. Christmas and your birthday. Neither one of them, neither one of them is going to be a bad day for you. You know, exactly. You have Christmas at home and you go have Christmas again with your grandparents, you know? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, power forward position is up here. Let's go ahead and talk about what you're going to do at the four for Friday. Yeah, the guy who stands out to me as the one that I'm going to have on, like, most if not all of my rosters is going to be Aaron Gordon. Um, six games in a row with 30 or more fantasy points, you know, 5X or better value. His price is still only around that 6K range. So unless he gets a huge price jump here, I think he is the one guy that I'm just going to put go ahead and um, 
you know, kind of lock into a lot of my rosters. Uh, the Knicks, you know, again, power forward defense for the Knicks, not anything that really scares me. Gordon's been seeing a bunch of minutes. He's been producing, rebounding points, you know, block shots, steals. He, he, he's doing a little bit of everything. I really like his game now that they're giving him time. Um, so he's the guy that I'm locking in. And then from there, I'm trying to figure out who that second guy's going to be. But I'm looking more towards the top end here because I don't really love <clears throat> some of the cheap options here. You know, guys like Marvin Williams, Taj Gibson, Portis, they're all interesting, maybe even like Tristan Thompson or, or Jermichael Green. But I can make a case for why I don't want to play all of them. So I'm probably going to go up top. I like Millsap's matchup against Chicago. Um, I don't love him as a huge, like, upside kind of guy. But he has been, you know, fairly consistent most of the season, except for that little stretch when, you know, he he had somebody in his family die and he hadn't played well in a couple games. Uh, but he seems to be rounding it back into form, and he does have that upside. So I like Millsap. Uh, Zach Randolph getting extra minutes now, going up against the Lakers. Great matchup. Um, you know, obviously his production, his usage, his minutes are up without Gasol. Um, so he's somebody that's interests me. Dirk Nowitzki played really well last night, and whenever Dirk gets the minutes and they, and they need him to, I mean, he started out in the first quarter with a negative one, and he still managed to finish with like 38 fantasy points for the game. So we know Dirk can still fill it up. We know his price is still pretty cheap. Um, I think he has upside there, so he's a very interesting option to me. And then Julius Randle and uh, and Miles Turner are the other two guys I'm looking at. You know, both of the young guys have played pretty well since they've been seeing some extra minutes. The Julius Randle thing, I'm a little bit concerned with, and I actually wanted to ask you about this. Um, Larry Nance Jr. is ready to come back and play. Mm-hmm. Do you, Do you think that? Byron Scott's going to go back to this. Well, each one of them's going to play 24 minutes when it's clear, clear to everybody who watches it that Randall is the better player and is the guy with the upside and the future that they should be rolling out there more. Like, do you think he's going to drop from the 30, 32 minutes we've seen back down into that like 24, 26 minute range? Because if that's the case, yeah. I mean, I hope not, but like, at least not the first game back. You know, I I can't Mm -hmm. think you know, go, going for the full split the, the, the first game back. So that's my, my, my thing. I think we're safe at least in the outset uh, from them. So, you know, going forward, though, I will be a little bit more cautious and monitored because there was just way too much love for an inferior player uh, from Byron, Byron Scott. And like I said, maybe we just don't give Byron Scott enough credit for being a ninja like we think. We think he's like, this guy's an idiot. He keeps playing Larry Nash Jr. But he, maybe he already knows that the directive is to go for ping pong balls and put out a worse lineup, which is why, um, you know, they had Lou Williams in over and not developing D'Angelo Russell, who has all the upside versus Lou Williams, who just really has never actually been a starting point guard is at, at any, for any stretch of time in his, his entire career. So I expect him to sort of do that now yeah. is, you know, ridiculous and didn't work yeah. out. And so, well, though, didn't they, years. wasn't the, wasn't that Laker pick part of the Steve Nash deal? Like, isn't that the whole thing behind it? They they got a protected lottery pick, so they're trying to tank to to keep yeah, it or something like that. Didn't I, I hear that? It's only it's it's either top three or top five protected, one of the two. So they've got to be okay. pretty bad. They got to keep the ping pong balls bouncing in order for them to uh, hang on to that pick this year. So that's now. Let me let me ask a question because I I've never really understood this, and I think that these protected picks is like the dumbest thing ever. So if they <clears throat> if they do come, if they are bad enough that they that they wind up with whatever it is, a top three or top five pick, 
Mm-hmm. Does that mean that Phoenix gets like compensated with their pick next year or something, or they just yeah, not get the pick at all? Pick rolls to next year, and then it then it has like a. Um, I think it it goes down to. It, it, depending on what the trade was, I, I'll look it up if you if you really want to know. Um, but it, it, I think it was it goes into like top ten protected for 2017, or then it's just like unprotected in 2018. Like you eventually get the pick at some point, you know, or right. or there's like a, some stipulation that says, okay, you you just get the pick, you know, in in some cases, yeah. whatever the pick is, if we're good or bad, you know, you get the 2018 first round pick. So, um, yeah, right. I, I know there's That's stipulations ridiculous. like that. I, I don't know exactly what they are. Um, yeah. So, but yeah. no, uh, like I said, I'm just asking. I always, I always wondered about that because I was like, you know, I, to me, that's one of the dumbest things ever. It's like, isn't that the whole point of trading a pick? Is like, mm-hmm. you don't know if you think you're going to be good, then you know, you don't like, like that. To me, it's like, well, there's NFL no upside right. then in making a trade, you know? Right. Yeah. The NFL does it right, and it's just like when you know you see people get shit. They're like, give us our first rounder. Or like, all right, and then you just now you're just you know, hoping that that team yeah. next year, you know? And so, yeah, that their quarter, their quarterback breaks his leg in week two and they finish two and 18 and, you know, yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's exactly what I'm talking about. All right. Well, All right, what else, uh, the, the uh, other thing that we need to talk about here is uh, anybody out there who runs their own business, there's a good chance they need, need, need a website. If they do need a website, why not do it yourself here with Wix.com? No matter what business you're in, Wix.com has something for you. Used by more than 75 million people worldwide, Wix.com makes it easy to get your website live today. You need to get the word out about your business. It all starts with a stunning website. So with hundreds of designer-made, customizable templates to choose from, the drag-and-drop editor, there's no coding needed. You don't need to be a programmer or designer to create something beautiful. You can do it yourself with Wix.com. Wix.com empowers business owners to create their own professional websites each and every day. So when you're running your own business, you're bound to be too busy, too busy to worry about the schedule, the, uh, the appointments, uh, the budgets. So when you're too busy building uh, to build a website for your business, then that's when Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy and free. Go to WIX.com to build your own website today. The results will be stunning. All right, let's go ahead and crack open the center position and talk about um, whether or not you're using DeMarcus Cousins, I say yay. Um, and, you know, you actually can make a case for the other side of it with DeAndre Jordan as well. What, what What's your plan here for the pivot? Yeah, I actually like both of the centers in this game. Um, I was looking at DeAndre Jordan's matchups, like how he's done in the past against uh, Sacramento. He actually missed the last game that these two teams played this year. But in the first game of the year, he had like 54 fantasy points, like six point something X. Um so I think he he's a viable option too if you want to save. But I mean, the Marcus Cousins has been so good lately, and you know you guys have listened to the show. There's value at every position basically today. There's not a lot of superstar studs that you really have to go up and pay up for, um, especially with the way that the pricing is over on Fanduel. I think you can easily fit the Marcus Cousins in today without punting. And you know he's basically to me he's probably 20% better than every other center um, in terms of floor and ceiling. So if you can fit him in, I think you should always do it. You know, the Clipper Sacramento game, again, it's going to be like a 220 total, if not more. Um, so I definitely think that Cousins is somebody you can play today. Like I said, I also like Jordan. Um, Vucevic has been putting up some really big numbers over his last five or six games, giving you like, I think um, in his last six games, he's averaged 38 minutes, 45 fantasy points or something like that. So he's definitely a viable option that you got to look at. Uh, I don't like Pau Gasol against Atlanta. If you look at his game logs against Atlanta, he's underperformed against them in like his last two or three. So, you know, he's not somebody that's on my radar. Don't really love Horford on the other side. 
Gortat against Philly is interesting. You know, we've been playing centers against Philly with pretty good success all season long. Um, you know, Andre Drummond was on his way to a huge game yesterday, but didn't play much in the fourth quarter because they were up by 30, which is about the only concern you have to have when playing guys against Philly. Um, but I do like Gortat a lot in that matchup. Uh, and then you can go down to some of the, you know, some of the, the cheaper options too. You know, I probably would only use them if I was playing on a site where I needed more than one center. Um, but like guys like Robin Lopez have been playing well. Uh, Jan Mahini have been playing well, giving you a good return. Um, Nikola Jokic has been putting up some big games here and there. So these are guys that I would look at if I'm playing on, on a site with more than one center. But on a site where we only use one center, I'm, I'm paying up for the top. And, you know, most of the time it's probably going to be the Marcus Cousins. Um, if I have to come down, I think Marcin Gortat is the guy that's a little bit cheaper that I would be targeting. Yeah, I'm, I've, Gortat has been a nice little uh, cheapy play that, that we can uh, d- definitely make a case for here. I want to just give a little bit of a preview about what's happening here because I think that you're going to see a shift somewhere, and then there's going to be some opportunity to make some hay. Okay, um, so first of all, Demarcus Cousins is lock and load, cash, GPP, whatever, whatever you want. I think that you you can you, you can make a strong case and you'll be in a good spot. So uh, no no issues with any of that there. Um, for for upside and for value, the, um, just out of nowhere, as of late, um, Al Horford is playing monster minutes and and been balling. So I mean, like season high sixty six fancy points against the Golden State Warriors was was crazy good. Um, and before that, he came up with almost 40 fancy points um, within 44 minutes, um, you know, missed one rebound for a double-double and just did every single thing. He had a three, he had two assists, he had a steal, he had three blocks and stuffed the stat sheet against uh, Milwaukee. And so, it's, you know, for 7,200 coming down in price, I think you're, you're, you're definitely fine against Chicago and, and Paul Gasol defense. So there's that. The one thing I want to mention that you can sort of take a look at and watch out for here is now we have Al Jefferson finally back in the rotation, finally getting minutes. Um, and, the, you know, the minutes have not crept up just yet, but he's sitting there in the 21 to 23 range. Once he gets his legs under him, and then once he gets into, like, the 30-minute range, he gets those extra six minutes or he begins to start. I mean, he missed 23 games. So th- th- this is, uh, you know, definitely uh, a huge issue. And they may be, may, it may take a little bit of a while for him to get ramped up to protect him because, uh, you know, uh, the knee injury was fairly serious. But... At the fifty-six hundred dollar price tag, this is a guy who absolutely should have been should be priced in the same range as Al Horford once he's locked and loaded and ready and going. And we're, so we're talking about a good fifteen hundred something dollar discount. So there'll be a small window for a few days once he finally gets bumped up to take advantage. And so that's what you put him on your watch list. Make a note, make a little post it, slap it on your side of your computer or whatever, and check those those uh, Charlotte box scores. Right now, so I'm not rolling him out there, um, you know, tonight against Indiana. But unless you get some sort of news that say minutes restricted, lifted, or something else like that, it's probably not going to be somebody we can re- play right now. But you should definitely be paying attention for that window to open up. Uh, so that's just the, what I'll leave you with here at the end of the show, and that's going to wrap it up for today's show. Uh, don't forget, you can always check it out on Twitter. Um, we put, we I post the links uh, each and every day. You can subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher, and also obviously uh, live stream with us here on Google Hangouts. How do you live stream? You follow us on Google Plus. Uh, it's at Rotowire, or you subscribe on the on the on the YouTube channel um, there uh, at Rotowire. Uh, I'm sorry if you just search Rotowire for YouTube. I was going to say Rotowire.com, and you know the podcast is always available by the way at Rotowire.com. So don't forget to check out Benny on Twitter at BennyR11. Send all your comments, complaints, and questions to me at Josh Hayes FS. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.